0: And welcome to another new episode of the Golden Nerds podcast. I'm your host Lons, and I'm sh- joined by my co-host Shy. Hey, Shy.
1: Lainey, because I am a doctor now. Schmooblows.
0: <laughs> I love that line.
1: That was amazing. Gold Nerds, the Gold Nerds. That I, I now I don't have off the top of my head all the Gold Nerds that were tweeting it, but it just warmed my heart when we were doing the live tweet. That that was a line that people just kept repeating. Out of Uh, context, also.
0: Yeah. Uh, I use that in my everyday speech, always. Lainey, because I'm a doctor now, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When I'm trying to prove a point, I'm just like, Lainey, because I'm a doctor now. (laughs) (laughs) Who won the argument from that line only. But yeah, Goldarts Halloween episode's Halloween is not over until we say it's over.
1: And once again, I feel like the Goldbergs, the Goldverse delivered on Halloween. The whole Goldverse delivered on Halloween. I thought you had two killer episodes. We can talk later about who maybe won the week, but killer episodes. The costumes, the jokes, the The sets. The sets, the character development, like everything about these two, these two episodes were amazing. And I think these were two episodes that really tied well into the real Adam F. Goldberg footage. And I really love when you can tell as you're watching an episode that you're going to get some real good family story reveals.
0: Yeah. Which is the most exciting part, you know, about this show to me. It it sets it apart. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hook, is the connection to his real life. So, I agree with you. These were definitely, you know, at the very top of the season, best episodes. Um, well, like, let's dive into it, because there's so much to talk about. 100% true story uh, for the Goldbergs. We have... Bev... Fine <laughs> nude paintings?
1: <laughs> nude French paintings.
2: French with, bu- my with butts.
1: I think I don't know. I mean, I believe Jeff Garland should have an Emmy every year, but the submission should be just him saying butts over and over and over again.
0: <laughs> um and she hangs them up on the wall. They keep coming down. Uh and Every time she wakes up and is like, what's that? He's like, oh, you know, like a burglar or something. No, don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his, his lack of belief was awesome. And I loved how they challenged him with this, with the Eagles sweatshirt, because I am actually about to hop on a train today and tomorrow I'll go to the Eagles game. And I have an Eagles jersey that I... I have a few Eagles jerseys, but I have one in particular that's never been washed. And my wife and I are watching this episode and she's just cracking up and scowling at me because, of course, I behave a little bit like Murray.
0: (laughs) Well, not only does he have a sweater that never gets washed, he has his right wall that you cannot touch. And we know that that specific wall has helped the Eagles win.
1: Absolutely. And if you go back, this is a long-running thing in the Goldverse because if you go back to that episode, I don't remember what the name of it is, but the one where Beverly's not allowed on the carpet during the Eagles game.
0: Oh, right, yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, Eagles fans, we're a special group.
0: It reminds me of uh, Silver Linings' playbook with Uh, uh, Robert, Robert De Niro's little... OCD tendencies, the superstitions. Well, you know, it's true. Like, uh, when I was playing lacrosse, I uh, I had to do a routine every before every game, and I had to wear, like, a specific headband that I never washed um, and, like, socks. I, I did wash the socks, but I had you to You
2: You should
1: wash the socks. Didn't you see Forrest Gump? About right, changing the socks, isn't that a thing? Yeah. That's important. You don't want your feet to rot.
0: No, no. I always wash the socks, but I wore only one pair. Wow. Um,
1: and you guys were champions, so it was worth it.
0: We were champions, so... Look, it, superstitions are real. That's science-based.
1: Right.
2: Uh,
0: but pictures falling off the wall, that can be caused by... You know, earthquakes multiple times. Um,
1: The house settling.
0: The house settling multiple times. Is is that a real thing, house settling?
1: I I think it is. In fact, so we were watching with the kids, and they turned to us, and they were like... Because they're still traumatized from the Freddy Krueger episode, which they watched with my mom when she was babysitting them. She's like, I'll put on the Goldbergs, and didn't really realize what she was putting on, scared the life out of them. (laughs) and so they were nervous this year for the Halloween episode and so I insisted this one's going to be fine it's not going to be scary and then suddenly they're talking about ghosts and moving pictures and they just turn and they look at me and they say is that real dad? I said absolutely not but truth be told Ali and I have a spot in our basement which is now covered by built-ins but wasn't wasn't covered by built-ins where we used to hang these three REM posters that I have that are now in uh, our guest room and Every time you'd come downstairs, no matter how many times you straighten those posters, they would be crooked again.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Sounds like ghosts to me.
1: Could be ghosts. Or it could Hmm. be the house settling.
0: Could be a Victorian woman that is just in shock by the nudist picture she sees on the walls.
1: And then, uh, and then slashed with a knife well, or something.
0: With maybe a finger. Maybe it's the ghost's finger, and she metaphysically was able to breach our plane and slash it with her own nails. That would have been wild.
1: That, that would have been wild. I'm glad uh, they went with the implied... Special effects and not an actual special effect of that, though. It was better for the Spence for grounding the fear.
0: Oh, I agree. I agree. And, like, yeah, even when they, at the beginning, when you didn't see that they were falling off, they just had fallen. I like that. Um, but, yeah, so that's the A storyline a haunted house in haunted by the victorian ghost
1: and you had some and you had some gutenberg love me some Mm. gutenberg
0: was the psychic anyone special
1: that's uh stephanie weir she's a veteran of mad tv is what i know her for the most uh she's a very very funny talented lady she was. If you ever watched the Mad TV during its heyday with Will Sasso uh, and the rest of that crew, she was always a she was always very very funny uh, on that show. I think she's a really talented lady. She's she's in a bunch of other things though over the years, as well. Oh
0: uh, okay. Well, she,
1: she, she's been around a lot of comedy, and she's got great comedy chops. I think she. I think it was a great casting choice.
0: I agree, and a great love interest for Steve B- Gutenberg's character. I hope we see more of those two lovebirds.
1: Oh, yeah. Ah, the Goot. I, I just, why can't we get him back in a Police Academy 8? <laughs> just, I always feel incomplete after. I remember renting Police Academy 5, and that was before IMDb and stuff, so I rented Police Academy 5, and I remember seeing the opening credits and seeing, wait a minute, where's Gutenberg? And so I rewinded the credits even to see, well, he's got to be in this. He's not not going to be in a Police Academy movie. And then that was the one he wasn't in Police Academy anymore. Oh. Yeah, I always felt incomplete without well, Mahoney.
0: Why don't we just do a Police Academy-themed episode and have him come back for that?
1: Oh, yeah. Why are we not doing a Police... We I, I assume at some point we'll get a Police Academy episode.
0: We have to. We have Steve Guttenberg now. He's been in the show twice. Um, Third time is Police Academy. Yeah,
1: we could do like a Citizen on Patrol type thing. We (laughs) we could do something like that. We could do a back-in-training Police Academy 3, arguably the best Police Academy movie. Maybe where Adam helps teach the elementary schoolers or something like that with Gutenberg as his commandant. Oh, yeah. I'd buy that. I buy that.
0: that. That's a thing, actually, is for like high schoolers to go back to like middle school or elementary school and tell them all about high school. Yeah,
1: exactly. Or or bring middle schoolers, or or elementary schoolers or middle schoolers into a high school haunted house and terrorize them.
0: (laughs) Which is uh, what we get in school this week. Um. Do you want to jump to school or do you want to get the... Well, I, I,
1: I, I, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask you about this Goldbergs episode. Yeah. Number okay. one, and I thought, I saw, I think maybe the official Goldbergs account did this, Ask this question, but Adam's costumes, Beetlejuice, Weird Al, Ghostbusters. I think Ghostbusters all
0: were... again? Wasn't Ghostbusters his first costume ah, from who, season who you,
1: one? Who are you going to telephone? Just to rewatch that episode with my kids. Yeah. Great episode. So yeah. But those were all perfection. Which of the three was your was the was the best?
0: Uh, Beetlejuice by far.
1: Beetlejuice was absolutely amazing. It's hard for me to pick something ever over Weird Al, and I loved all the jokes that they made about him being Weird Al. But that Beetlejuice costume was unbelievable.
0: It was wow, like mwah, chef's kiss perfection. I mean, f- when he was. Talking with Murray about, or when the Bev was like blaming Adam for the falling pictures because he's such a klutz, and he accidentally hits Murray's um, plate off, after Murray just offended him, that was so funny. Great moment. <laughs> he's like, "I just, I just defended you, you kerplux."
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. And wait, Barrett. Hold on. Beetlejuice. Oh, I have a fun Beetlejuice connection. I met a dude and we became friends and he actually was a guest on Friday Night Movie at one point who his name is Noah Austin. He's a brilliant, wonderful man who actually worked on all the special effects on Beetlejuice. He was like he like ran the snake and helped build all of those models and all those crazy effects.
0: That's pretty sick, dude. Yeah. What a job. What a cool job.
1: And he was doing it as like a teenager. Damn. Yeah, he got a job working on the movie and did special effects for a while.
0: Great connection. Um, And then the B storyline being Barry wanting to do a Rocky Horror Picture Show themed Halloween party um, in their dorm. But Erica is studious Erica 2.0. I love,
1: up. I love Erica's lucian. Erica's I, lucian is the greatest payoff, maybe of the whole show.
0: I think so. I think so. Murray's um, lucianing always on the same track, but like Erica has jumped tracks. You know, she is lucianing so hard that she jumped tracks. She is sticking with being studious. She's sticking with being serious. Um, I could not be more proud of her. Where we were last year to where we are now, I mean, wow.
1: And I give the writers a ton of credit for not falling into the trap of doing the same thing again. They, they promised a solution, that we knew it was coming, and now we're in it. And now Erica, I mean, she's going to let loose sometimes. She's going to be in Rocky Horror and have some fun, but she's still going to work hard. And we want to see her succeed. I also think that when you see her reaching out and helping her brother and you see the way she's studying, I still think my prediction that she goes in to be some sort of psychologist or psychiatrist where she's always, a social worker.
0: That's been my, um, my theory for years now because she's the grounded one in the family. She's like the glue, I'd say. And um, she's always the reasonable one that's talking people off the ledge. And I think she'd be a perfect therapist.
1: Oh yeah. I'd go to Erica for sure. And if you go back to, I believe it's the weird Al episode in season three, where she and Barry have the competition over when she does therapy for all the JTP, when she becomes a school counselor.
0: Yes. That was foreshadowing for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when she and Barry compete to try to make Murray feel better.
0: Not much Jeff in this episode. We just had Sam Lerner on. We had our Lerner Head episode uh, last we, week.
1: Which we should... Bas- I just want to bask in for another minute because Sam was amazing.
0: He was so so wonderful.
1: If you have not heard that episode, go back and listen to it and just send Sam a note. Say thank you for being so awesome.
0: Honestly fan mail this guy because he was truly one of the most fantastic guests we've ever had. And we've had all fantastic guests. So uh he really he really again just proved how awesome he is. He
1: he he didn't have a ton of lines in this episode, but I don't know how familiar you are with Rocky Horror. I've seen it a couple times in my life.
0: I've never seen it actually. I've only seen reference references to it.
1: So I'll ha- I'll say and this might be controversial. Uh, maybe it, as a grown-up now I might like it more, but I remember renting it as a kid and being, you know, being told this was this amazing movie and seeing it as a kid and just being like, "What in the hell is this movie?" It like it's very very weird. And the music is fun. Meatloaf is in it for a few minutes. The characters are absolutely iconic. And one character that I always loved was Riff Raff. And Riff Raff, who's the he's kinda like a helper slash villain of the mm-hmm, of, yeah. of the movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Riffraff is who Sam Lerner dresses up as. And I thought they <laughs> crushed it with respect to his costume it was amazing
0: hmm. I just I don't get it I see a, there's an old theater by my house um, that I drive by a lot and they're always playing Rocky Horror and I always thought it was like a live performance thing because I I don't remember what show I was watching where they like spoofed on it or whatever but they made it seem that it was like a live show not an actual movie. And I also don't get how you can have um, a 4D, like how is it an an audience participation if it's a film? I don't get that.
1: So the way it works is, and I've never been to a live one, but I had friends who were really into it in Montreal at the Rialto theater. Every year there was a screening around Halloween Or maybe it was every week. I mean, I don't know. It was a big deal in Montreal. And there was... And there was... So what people would do is they would dress up as the characters. And there were certain scenes like where if they said they were doing a toast, people would throw toast at the screen and people would get up and say the lines and then sometimes people would actually take on the part. So at the theater that I'm talking about, the Rialto Theater, they would screen it but there was a stage in front of it. So people would take turns acting and performing out the scenes as they were happening.
0: That sounds terrible. It
1: it's well, it's a it's a cult movie experience. Mm, I'm not into it.
0: I don't know about that. Um yeah. I don't know if I'll ever get around to seeing that to be honest.
1: <laughs> I, I think if you watch the musical nu- like again, I don't need to be too controversial here. I think if you go and you scan through the musical numbers, you'll get the point. Okay. I think I think like I think the time warp, right? You've heard the song the time warp, they showed it in the show. It played at every bar mitzvah. You know, it's good to see that scene. How much that scene influences the rest of the movie? Minimal. the the um, the scene with Meatloaf where he—it's really hard to understand what the hell happens. I think they end up, <laughs> I think they end up eating his character at one point. Anyways, oh my but god! But the scene where, with Meatloaf is really cool. There's a song "Damn It, Janet" which they reference in the episode.
0: Oh, was that was the teacher a part of Rocky Horror?
1: Yeah, yeah. Barry Bostook was part of Rocky Horror.
0: Okay, that makes sense. And he I was the. So?
1: And he was the mayor on Spin City also. Okay. And Susan Sarandon. And Susan Sarandon was was Janet. And so, damn it, Janet. Like, those are all really good. Those are all... And I'm a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. That is... those Those are great. That's Tim Curry kind of at his most iconic in a lot of ways. And he's a great actor. And he's just so awesomely strange as Dr. Frankenfurter. In the in the original place, so I guess what I'm saying is, is that it's a really weird thing. And when I saw it as a kid, I was like, "What the hell is this?" But it absolutely made an impact on me because I'm I, I haven't seen it many times, and I remember every, like everything I'm remembering is from when I saw it as a little kid. So, anyways, it's it's worth people checking out. It's part of it's part of our it's part of the culture in some ways. Like I'll be sad when no one remembers it anymore.
0: I doubt that. It's always playing. <laughs> I I think this isn't it for the long haul.
1: In any event, big, big, big kudos to the Goldberg's costume department because they did an awesome job with those costumes.
0: Yeah, I agree. Good job. Ba-
1: and Barry was a great Frankenfurter.
0: Yeah, I mean, all the costumes. Um, no Pops this episode. I always like when Pops dresses up with Adam. I know it hasn't happened in a while but
1: I love those two.
0: We haven't had a lot of Pops and Adam interaction.
1: Well, I I think I think Adam's getting older and yeah. they're still best buddies, but you know, it's it's possible he's he's finding his way as a teenager a little bit more.
0: I know. I just miss that relationship.
1: We do need some more Pops.
0: We always need more Pops.
1: But he still said, Fakakta, I deserve a pickle. <laughs> Which still my favorite line, maybe, of all Pops moments in the whole show.
0: It was quite the moment. Um, so, yeah, good episode. Or great episode, actually. Uh, schooled. Blair Witch Project themes. Um, they... Try and scare the middle schoolers because their team's seen them a lesson that they shouldn't scare the elementary schoolers when they come through with their parade. I had a parade, um, in my school as well, where we would kind of walk through all the classes and stuff, but never in my wildest dreams would like you get booed because or like get scared the, by the older the, kids.
1: This is the 90s, which is, I think, a lot closer to the 80s than the 2000s, meaning. I went to high school and middle school or the equivalent of middle school in the nineties and the older kids tortured us. Just, they were just terror. I mean, I went to a school where seventh graders and 11th graders were in the same school. Right. So like I started high school, there were like dudes with beards throwing kids into lockers. So for me, that Halloween parade experience was the first two years of high school. Oh
0: shit. Yeah. I never experienced that before. I have, I mean, I've done the parades, and they are fun and, like, cute. And it was, like, basically a day off from school because you're just walking around the school the whole time.
1: We had that more so for Purim because I went to a Jewish school, which is, think of it like a mix between Mardi Gras and Halloween.
0: Oh, nice. That should be a national holiday, then, if that's the type of...
1: it. It's actually a holiday where you are commanded to get super drunk.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah.
1: There should be... In fact, I would love a Purim episode of the Goldbergs. Aaron, Aaron Cassander, if you're listening, he always does a great job with the Jewish stuff.
0: We'll contact him.
1: Purim we'll him episode. Know. We'll get him on, and we'll just pitch him more of our episodes.
0: We're so good at pitching, though. So it's like... We are. Yeah. Um. Uh, but, yeah, so they, they show him Blair Witch Project, and... like scare them and they're like this isn't gonna work it's good it's just a documentary (laughs) and they they watch it and obviously it's one of the scariest films of all time
1: and laney's reaction do you remember when that movie came out i remember when that movie came out and I did not see it. I actually have not seen the whole movie. I've seen the ending, but I've not watched the whole thing because the concept scared me so much. But I remember kids talking about it in school and the fact that, like, no one's ever seen those actors live again.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I vaguely remember it coming out, but, but I, I never, I didn't watch it live. I was too young when it came, first came out, but I did watch it. Um, in like high school, but I, or college actually, and I don't think I finished it either. Like, I don't think I've seen it all the way through, which is it. I like that stuff too, and I just still haven't seen it like all the way through, which is surprising for me. Um,
1: Laney's reaction during the movie was amazing. Why is he staring at the wall? <laughs> Thanks to you, I'm scared of walls now. <laughs> I just I remember that so well at the time. Why are you staring at the
2: wall?
0: Um, the best was when the parents came in to complain, and Lainey's with the parents side. And yeah, she's just like, I still have nightmares.
1: <laughs> and I think if we're talking about character movement here, I really like seeing more Wilma. I think Wilma's really fitting into the show. And I like that they added this dimension where she likes kids, but just not as much as she likes spores, molds, and funguses.
2: That And
1: tracks. that she wants to hug the kids and stuff. I think that was a great dimension to her. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoyed the CB-Wilma team-up. My kids have been shipping CB and Wilma since the beginning of the season. I don't know if that's really going to happen. I don't but... know
0: if it's going to happen, but... It's a better distraction than what we're getting right now, you know, with CB still pining over Laney.
1: Now, can we talk about that final look? We can go come back to the coach story, but can we talk about that final look that Laney gave? Are they still doing this to us? Or is that just Laney thinking, wow, CB is just such a zany, funny dude acting like a zombie?
0: If we are looking at her costume, couple's costume with Barry and her saying Care Bear flew all the way out here for our couple's costume and you then are comparing that to the look she gave. I think she's still madly in love with Barry, obviously. Um,
1: Right, like it's a given.
0: I don't know, like, that didn't seem like a romantic look but more of like a friendly what a good
1: dude he is, look. I hope so, but I got stressed.
0: I'm always stressed because I i honestly don't think I could physically, mentally, or emotionally handle another Blaney breakup. I i, I think I would just crumble. I'd break it in half.
1: I do like, though, that they, they, they do give us a little bit of continuity there because she says
2: all uh, love- of...
0: Yeah, yeah, I caught that, too. So it's been 11 years um, since their failed marriage.
1: Yeah, so now, well, we don't know when this is taking place in the timeline, but it has been 11 years.
0: That's true.
1: So that means it was about 10 years in between the time that they saw each other. Now, I have a friend. Now, let me tell you something. I have a friend. I'm not going to reveal their names, but they're uh, a couple of my oldest friends, and they've been married now for a couple of years. Uh, a couple years, sorry. They've been married now for over 10 years. Got a couple <laughs> kids. They're very happy. They dated for a brief period when we were teenagers at camp or or maybe in our early 20s or something like that. And one day, out of the blue, my friend calls me up and he says, I had a dream. I realize I am meant to marry this woman and be with her forever. And they hadn't talked in a really long time because they had, they kind of broke off contact, and he like went and he like won her back. Oh, and oh been, my god! So I think that this ten year gap thing with Laney and Barry like very believable to me because I've seen this happen and people turn out to be very very happy.
0: No, it's totally believable. Look, it was a really tough breakup, obviously. Um how plausible the initial engagement was and how ridiculous that was set aside. We broke up. They moved across or she moved across, um, the country. Didn't see each other for a while. Um, but we know that they were always, we don't know where Barry went after high school or like, you know, we're watching him go through college right now and stuff. So, we're seeing that they're moving on with their lives. To me, though, like any other show, this is the couple that's always a couple, even if they're not a couple. And I think whether it's subconsciously or consciously, they know that they're they're meant to be together. Now, this seems like those 10 years apart, it was definitely unconscious, and they probably had other you know relationships or trice but i think in the back of their mind they always knew that they'd come back together both of them so i just that's the hope i'm feeling the look she gave cb at the end i don't think was romantic okay but that's just me trying to be optimistic
1: okay I think it's time for CV to move on to find hey, someone who really understands him now speaking of love Aunt Julie and coach is keeping going
0: I'm shocked as you are shy
1: i'm I'm very happy I like Aunt Julie
0: I like Aunt Julie um, I could thank God he stopped using Aunt Julie I could use without Saying Aunt Julie every time, but she's good. just Julie now. Just Julie now, thank God. And not only that, I loved their couples costume, Forrest Gump and Jenny. Oh my God, that's so brilliant! He and crushed. Then,
1: and then the Toby, Toby is the box of chocolates.
0: Box of chocolates. Oh, I'm my heart melted. He crushed the Forrest Gump costume. He looked just like him. Another A plus for the costumes department.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, and I think that Toby, the Toby Aunt Julie continuity was really good. I sometimes you know you'll see a character come in and out, like when when Barry dated the the running girl, the girl that Mor- Morgan McVeigh played oh, last right. season. Yeah, we didn't really see her again, So I was kind of bummed. I enjoyed her, even if her and Barry were not meant to be together. I would like to see her. I'd like to see her back, but. But I thought I wasn't sure if Aunt Julie was really going to be a thing, and then on top of that, you had this Toby dimension. But they really used it for the story. I enjoyed the Aunt Julie Toby continuity in the story quite a lot.
0: Me too. Um, and I thought Aunt, it was funny about how he was being his proxy uh, <laughs> gym mate during uh, was, during dodgeball.
1: That was and amazing.
0: Locking all the shots and like. Hitting the hot
1: guy in the head. The, I forgot the, his name. the other opening I would have said at the beginning, if I wasn't gonna quote the Barry line, would have been, Can you date my aunt so I can climb the ladder?
2: <laughs> and then
1: and then coach responding, I've seen your aunt and I'll pass. <laughs> Brian Callen, just savage. So funny and savage. Oh man.
0: Um Yeah, so I'd say, uh, I'm really digging him and Aunt Julie. I hope they, they kind of ease up on it so we don't rush through the relationship too fast. But I definitely hope that they are. It, this is in for the long haul for them, because I think they have a really fun dynamic, and I think we can get a lot more out of that.
1: Yeah, it was well cast.
0: Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the Freaks and Geeks episode when Bill's mom starts dating the Biff. teacher. Biff. He just starts dating Biff. And Such he turns a out to be,
1: great element of that show.
0: I know, and he, and he turns out to be a good guy.
1: Oh, yeah. That's one of the things of that. I mean, there's so many things that make you sad about that show ending early, but the fact that we never got to fully see that unfold I think was a bummer because that. I think been
0: they would have had a I think they would have had a good relationship
1: I think um, he and Martin Starr would have done a beautiful job with that relationship
0: I agree because they're both talented actors but that I immediately thought about that when you know when they revealed that Coach was dating you know the aunt and stuff and like him kind of looking out for him because I remember in the episode of Freaks and Geeks they like Put Bill on the team for the softball game, and they're like, "Can you even play?" He's like, "We'll find out." Um, And he hits that one, that one um, great hit, and it just warms my heart. Anytime they can reference Freaks and Geeks, even like subconsciously, because Freaks and Geeks came out in 1999, so they can technically do a Freaks and Geeks episode or like reference that. that,
1: That would be amazing,
0: and I I would like self combust if we get the freaks and geeks like mentioned uh, i love that show so much but yeah okay so if we were to rate which show had the better costumes where what would you say
1: you gotta go goldbergs i, I think when you think about how, again as the rocky horror costumes the Sam Lerner's riffraff, I know the Beetlejuice one's amazing, but Sam Lerner's riffraff was so subtly well done that I gotta give it to the Goldbergs, but from a concept standpoint, right? Because Mm -hmm. the ones on the Goldbergs were replicas of great iconic costumes, but from a concept standpoint, Coach showing up with the bench and then (laughs) Toby being the box of chocolate to me was a higher concept, but in terms of yeah. actual costume quality, the Goldbergs itself was amazing this week.
0: I completely agree with that assessment. And also the volume of costumes that that school had to go through because of the parade. Um, oh, yeah. There were some and,
1: great ones there.
0: Yeah, there were. And Lainey's costume at the end was pretty well done as well. So I still agree with you, like qual- like, quality-wise the Goldbergs nailed it like the Beetlejuice alone I think sealed the deal but you're right concept wise it has to go to school I just audibly laughed out loud when coach brought that bench (laughs) to her front door (laughs) it could be the bench or (laughs) it could be Jenny that's even better.
1: <laughs> Brian Callen. So good. Star. I saw the movie Joker, which oh, yeah. he is in momentarily.
0: Oh, no way.
1: Yeah, that was the only frame of that movie I liked. Uh, I It's a good movie. I, it's objectively a good movie, but I hated every minute of it, except when... Allie and I heard Brian Callen's voice because first you hear his voice before you see him, and we went, COACH! And then he's only in it for like 30 seconds, and then the movie goes back to being an exercise in misery.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: I mean, most people disagree with me, to be honest, but I stand by my reaction to the movie, but the Brian Callen part was amazing. And when you think about it, Brian Callen is a huge Todd Phillips guy. He was in... I think all of the Hangover movies were in different roles.
0: I need to go back and watch that because I wasn't privy to Brian Callen when I first saw the Hangover movies. So,
1: oh, and and old school as well. Old school. He's in old school. Yeah, he's the he's like the diner owner or the chef who joins their fraternity.
0: Oh my god!
1: Yeah, he he and Todd Phillips must have a connection. He plays Avi, the the guy who owns the. The guy who owns where they get married, the the chapel in The Hangover. And oh he gets shot. Gosh. He gets shot when they're running away from the gangsters.
0: I just, I love going back and watching movies that I watched as like a teenager or a kid. Oh,
1: Eddie it says. It says his name's Eddie, not Avi. I think he plays Avi in something else.
0: And then realizing there's all these stars I love now that were in it. That's like my favorite thing is like, oh I didn't even realize like so and so was in that movie, so I think I need to go back and rewatch old school because I'll probably see even more people I recognize now.
1: Oh yeah, oh, what yeah.
0: a great film um okay, so which which Halloween out Halloween the other
1: okay, despite the amazing costumes, I'm gonna go with schooled, but there is oh. if there is a reason to knock schooled out of the spot the reason that i would accept was the song choice because they chose brian adams everything i do i do it for you which is from robin hood prince of thieves which was the first song i ever slow danced with a girl to <laughs> and Aside from the fact that, like decade-wise, we're, I never, you know, I'm not going to bust them on the fact that that's '91 and Blair, which is 1999. I'm not going to bust them on that at all, because we're in 1990 something. But that song is synonymous with that movie. If you, I don't know if you remember the music video when Mary Elizabeth Tony screams, "Robin." right like just those moments my wife and i made the kids watch the music video recently we were just talking about movies and stuff and mm-hmm. that and 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 i think that it's a missed opportunity with that song because you could do a 90s robin hood thing you could do a 90s love thing i know they were doing a couples costume thing but the, it, to me that song is so much about being a kid in the nineties and having sort of like, your not, not a like puberty type of awakening, but a, like a love awakening, like a pure love awakening. And I feel like I would have seen it more in the context of a school dance for one of the kids. Yeah. Then thrown into a Halloween episode. And I also think why not take something out of Forrest Gump? Like That's why what not, I
0: thought they were going to do.
1: Like,
0: like, freebird or something. I mean that's a depressing song, but
1: but or they could have done that that soundtrack cuz that soundtrack for that movie like I I don't know again, I don't know if you remember this but everybody bought that soundtrack. That was when, you know, you didn't have iTunes then. So like if you wanted an amazing collection of songs, that was a, you know, that was the soundtrack to own.
0: It did it did have a lot of iconic songs in that movie that they I I again, I thought they would have chosen I don't remember every song i do remember that the song they chose was not a forrest gump song and i was disappointed because i was like you did forrest gump as your b storyline why aren't you playing that song like any one of those songs so i agree with you on that assessment i also agree that i would give the halloween trophy to schooled um I love the Blair Witch storyline, and I love the Aunt Julie storyline. Um, and I think it was like a fun, kind of scary, perfectly Halloween, Halloween episode.
1: Yeah, I I think that, and again, this was a close one. This isn't like, this isn't one where it's it's far apart. But I think for school, I think this is school's first Halloween episode.
0: It is indeed.
1: And so I think they have a lot to prove, and I think they proved it
0: they did and this season altogether together for school is really proving its weight in the gold verse
1: because
0: we've had some great episodes so far and we're like five episodes in for the season
1: yeah it's a good season alright with that I have to run
0: okay alright shy. where can we hit you
1: you can hit me at pancake4table pancake and the number 4table On Instagram and Twitter, you can catch me every week on the Friday Night Movie Podcast. And then this week, I've got something super exciting. If you are a gold nerd in South Florida or Florida or anywhere in the United States, I will be at the Gamer Comic Expo at the Broward County Convention Center, all set up with the Friday Night Movie Podcast gear, podcasting, interviewing people, if there are gold nerds there, I'll be happy to talk to gold nerds about anything Goldberg's. In fact, gold nerds, like, extra special VIP treatment at the booth. So come on down if you're in South Florida and you're a gold nerd and hang out.
0: Awesome. And you can no- find November
1: me... 8th, 9th, and 10th.
0: Sorry. Oh, perfect. Yes. Um, don't forget to go say hello to Shy. Um, you can find me, Lons, at PK Prime 12 on Instagram and Twitter. And this has been a Gold Nerds podcast. You can find the Gold Nerds at Gold Nerds on Instagram at the Gold Nerds. No, at Gold Nerds on Twitter at the Gold Nerds on Instagram, thegoldnerds.com. JTP out.
1: Have a Halloween.